also, we should stop trying to save pandas. They don't want to fuck. They don't want to fuck. Let them die. <laughs> like, we can't make pandas fuck. Them and French bulldogs. Honestly, <laughs> let them um, go. Hey, Mr. Arstein, here I am. Hi, and welcome back to Wesley Good. Um, this week we're going to talk about the power of Madonna, the 15th episode of the first season. Yeah. Uh, I'm Liz. I'm Robbie. I'm Lily. Uh, so just a quick Wikipedia summary. When cheerleading coach Sue Sylvester demands that Madonna's music be played over the school intercom system, Glee Club director Will Schuster sets the club a Madonna-themed assignment, hoping to empower the female club members. The power... Oh, wait, no. That's, that's it. That's the entire summary. That's about all the plot. No, they missed, the whole, they missed a whole important thing. Look, I didn't write this, okay? <laughs> um, this is the first of the One Artist-themed yeah. episodes, and I think it is the one where they, they try the most to make it actually have a plot which that includes that artist. Yeah, which, which makes does it make it worse. Weirder. Yes. Later on when they do, like, a Britney Spears episode, like, there's, like, a one-off line and then everyone just sings yeah. Britney Spears songs for the next 40 there's minutes. There's a Lady Gaga episode, I think, later this season that's, like... It's next season, and everywhere. it's real good. <laughs> and then there's two Beatles ones, both of which are just offensive. I've blacked both of them <laughs> They're so proud yeah. that they get the rights to the Beatles song. They're like, let's ruin them all. All of them, not just oh, six or seven of them. One. <laughs> this one's also weird because um, in the background, instead of their like usual background music, like just straight up they Madonna songs, Madonna. original versions yes. are playing. Again, they do this so rarely, and when they do it, it's weird. It's and so I looked it weird. up, Madonna gave them like the rights to use her entire catalog. So well, they were just like, there's yeah, some line sure. here where someone says it's like public domain, which yes. is not true. This later when Will and Sue are fighting about like why Will is also doing a Madonna assignment, he's like, she's public domain, and I think he means like anyone can do Madonna stuff, but like her songs are explicitly not public right, domain. Also, that's that a weird means. phrase that's to not, use right. if you are talking about specifically copyrighted things, right? On it's a show where you are strange. frequently having to purchase copyrights to songs that you right, like where there are like perform. a lot of arguments with artists, and apparently like you're working with this one, cool. So glad Madonna is, I don't know, friends with Ryan Murphy, but. <laughs> That yeah, right. they're like Honestly. super weird. Again, I did half an ounce of research. They had to work together previously, but I don't know on what. I fully Nip believe tuck. that Madonna has been to dinner at Ryan Murphy's. Yeah, home. maybe yes. it's just like that. Just like the um, once or twice, though. But she was Not like really it. into it. She was like ready for it. She was like, yes, do it. Here's all my songs. I mean, we Again, we, this, we as a but... culture didn't know how bonkers Glee was yes. and would become. Glee at was the time. so cool. Was so and she popular. was like the first one to do this. Yeah. It's weird now because <laughs> this morning, my. Uh, roommate's boyfriend asked what my podcast was about or like what it was called and I was like was Glee good? <laughs> he first of all thought I said Lee and he thought we were doing an extended podcast about, about Lee whether, Pace? No about some guy that I had hooked up with named Lee and whether he was good. That is an incredible <laughs> concept for a podcast. I mean my brain also was <laughs> Confederate General Robert E. Lee quick podcast no yeah, um, yeah that was just <laughs> no I was into my Lee Pace podcast idea anyways my point being like the reaction I would listen to your Lee Pace podcast <laughs> I've already got high I, I would guest totally star photos with fans if they would give him some of their nachos <laughs> I Lee Pace that's two episodes <laughs> that's two episodes um, <laughs> one of the nachos but anyways the reactions to saying your Glee podcast now like make you forget that for a time like it was, so it was like, cool. a fine thing to enjoy like I don't know if it was cool but it was like a thing everyone watched it was, it was popular that, like, yeah. people we know who aren't like really into TV were watching Glee right it yeah. wasn't just like your weird theater friends right and this is again we're in the second half this is the second episode of the second half of the first season and we're in the zone where you can feel that Glee knows it's popular and it knows what's most popular about it is it's songs mm-hmm. so this right. episode you get like Four million songs. It's just Which nonsense. I prefer. They course corrected away from a bunch of plot I don't care about. Right. That's true. We don't get a lot of plot. You can tell though that like 
There's a, there's a happy middle ground somewhere that I don't think they ever actually reach. Where also, you can, like, my have last episode point. was pretty close. That's like, true. true. That was good. That's, that um, was better. Anytime you, you've cut down the amount of plot and you're still using it on the adults, I'm personally bored and offended. That's true. At least, like, for most of those, they cut back and forth. Right. <laughs> um, this episode, to me, you can feel like, I feel like, the entire plot was just like, okay, we can do like a virgin. Great. Here's three virgin plots. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, totally. We can do what it feels that. like for a girl. I feel like the entire, like, the female most empower... The in the yes. entire world. So I feel yeah. like that was, like, Ryan Murphy thought of that first, and then backtracked to, like, oh, let's talk about sexism, Yeah, I guess. he considered killing his darling? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this episode opens with Sue Sylvester revealing, out of nowhere, that she loves Madonna. By a voiceover. By a voiceover. Yeah. And she's, um, she was just speaking to the Cheerios, they're seated, and she's talking about how she's been a Madonna fan for a hundred years, um, or whatever, and she wants them to emulate Madonna by doing the following things. One, dropping their last names. Great. Two, dating younger men. <laughs> it's nice to see Becky in the Cheerios, yeah. still. Yeah, she's still there. That's great. Um, it's very funny when she's like, you're just Becky now. <laughs> yeah, Becky Jackson, you're now Becky. Um, here's my question. What is Sue's... Well, so I guess my question was, what is Sue's social capital at the school? And then they flash back to her weird assault of Principal Figgins in a way that's supposed to be, like, lighthearted. And I was like, oh, yeah, that happened. Why do we have to go back to that? Why must we do it Especially again? Like, a like, fun, sexy It was crime. bad enough the first time. It was not Friendly, bad. this episode. Yeah, they're super yeah. friendly. He does a weird, like, empowerment thing to her. And yeah. I'm like, um, Yeah. Do you remember? Okay. It's bad. It's so bad. We'll get to it. Anyway, so Madonna, she loves Madonna. Okay. Right. This makes no sense, but none of she Sue's is, characterization she, makes sense. So. Right. Right. She doesn't have a character. This might be the first one where we use Sue having no character is like a major plot device. <laughs> yeah. Just, she just, she, she loves Madonna. Loves okay. to fit either the plot or the songs we would like to have yes. in here. Um, so anyway, she insists that Madonna be played at all times on the school intercom. Which is very funny because it explains Madonna playing in the background of every... Seen in a way that I don't need. We've talked about this a lot. You don't have to address it. It's fine. You're playing a musical TV show. Also, like, if she hadn't done it, we could have made a Madonna episode where we didn't have to listen to the actual Madonna songs and then the inferior covers of the Madonna right. songs at the same time. That's true. Madonna. That was a weird decision. Um, There's a full number to it. We'll get there. I'm just of all the things that Glee covers on, like, whatever, sliding scale, like, during my parade, they do, like, Broadway really well. They don't do Madonna great. There's a couple ones I really they're, enjoy. They're fun. But you're still, that. like... I don't need teens doing Madonna. Like, unsexy teens doing Madonna. No. Some of them are just, like, sexually confusing. <laughs> okay. Well, so wait, what are, where are we at next? Because my notes start with a Will and Emma scene, because I forgot to take No, so next no, we, get the... we go to the choir room, yes. where we open on, Quinn is drawing a mean cartoon of Rachel and her notebook that is, one, anti-Semitic. It's got a giant nose. <laughs> <laughs> giant. And two, surrounded in little hearts. Interesting. So, I'm just saying, I'm starting to understand people who are into Quinn and Rachel yeah, in a way the, I did not five years ago or whatever. Um, <laughs> we're like, sure, that's a girl yeah. who is angry at, but maybe wants to kiss a Jewish girl. Uh. <laughs> and then Rachel opens her mouth and uh, Santana immediately goes... Yeah, so Rachel was like, I have something to ask. And yeah. then Santana goes, yes, you should move to Israel. <laughs> Which is <laughs> funny. I'm sorry. Um, in the background, by the way, Tina is maybe cutting Mercedes' hair. <laughs> and Mercedes is wearing a giant necklace that just says Mercedes, which is great. I so, love, like, like a lot the of side character characters' things. friendships. So when they cut to them, I was like, yeah, they have a fun friendship. Let's look at that. They yes. seem to be having fun together. Yes, 100%. <laughs> having weird Mercedes, combos. A great friendship. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so it's all the girls having a conversation. Mr. Shoe is, in fact, in the background. Which I did not think about until Rachel goes, um, she starts talking about, she was on a date the other night, not with anyone Quote, in unquote, particular. hypothetically, yeah. what if I had been on right, a date the other night? Right, because according, like, she's told the team she broke up with Jesse, they're not supposed to know that she's still dating the world's most handsome man, Jonathan Groff. But she's um, aspiring actress who cannot act or lie. Yeah, <laughs> act or lie. Um, she says, in a hypothetical situation, what if she was on a date and they went to go see a Wiggles concert, <laughs> which is a very 2010 reference. Um, and then they went back to her dad's house because um, her dads were out of town. Yeah. And he wanted to have sex and she didn't. Yes. And we do cut back to Jesse and her making out and him wanting to have sex and her being he like... He keeps referring to it as doing it. Oh my god. There, it's, <laughs> that's one of two ways we will describe sex in this episode. And at the end of this I want to discuss which is the worst. Does anyone say sex? The no. word sex? No. I don't think I do. No, they do like jovial. Here's my... The one thing though that this really called up for me is like watching them like rolling around in Rachel's bed and Rachel looking very nervous calls up like remember when sex was a giant mystery that was terrifying yes I actually had that same thought watching this did a good job with that and like we'll get to the like the like losing your virginity scenes later but I just had this like moment of like deep empathy for like both these characters and my younger self where you like like, remember when it was a Thing. You like like someone and you kind of want to connect with them. But the idea of sex is so it's like you are not and sure what it is. Like you've maybe seen porn, but you're like that can't possibly be it. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> like I did. Like I just felt that very viscerally. I yeah, was like, I'm yeah. so sorry. So like, well I done, would, emotional beat here, yes. where you're just like, yeah, man, like yeah, they could that sell was that. the whole thing once. Right. They could sell that. It wasn't like, are we or not, or are we not? It was like, what is that even, what is right. that? And then like, will I be a different person right? after we do it? No. No. I can't even, <laughs> like, I'm afraid to say sex to the right. person that I'm gonna have sex with. Right. <laughs> and also like, how terrifying it was when you thought you knew someone and then they were like, I've had a lot of sex. And you were like, does that Wait, mean you're so different? So different people. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's I mean, so that's true. very good. And also, I maintain that like, because Jonathan Groff and Leah Michelle are friends, every scene they're in together is enjoyable to watch. Right. They enjoy working together. Yes, they like looking at each other. Yes. They're comfortable with each other. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, Quinn, meanwhile, says... <laughs> Sorry, that was Robbie's cat. <laughs> um, Quinn says, would you please stop talking? You're grossing out my baby, which is... <laughs> really good. I laughed that, yeah. out loud at that part. Yeah. <laughs> Just like rare. Um, anyway, Rachel also says, I want to be ready, which is, like, so emotionally intelligent. Spoiler alert, moments. you won't you ever won't be, ready. and also it doesn't change you as a person. I'm still Fine. not ready. <laughs> um, so that's <laughs> I shouldn't be having yeah. <laughs> The other girls chimed in with, like, yeah, us too, we're having concerns about sexuality. Tina reveals in, like, a weird D-plot to this episode yes. that Artie has forgiven her, but And they are demand, now kind of dating, right? Except his, the first thing he says to her is, like, I've forgiven you, but I demand that you, like, stop being a goth that's, like, uncool. Wear more form-fitting clothes. It's not, um, true to the character of Artie, as we have seen. No, it's not no. like a throwaway joke. But, but it's, it's a weird. weird. It's, why do we have to sacrifice characters to throwaway yeah. jokes? It's right? a throwaway like joke. like, a weird plot of the episode. But we return to it. We will. Again, D-plot. Yeah. Weird D-plot. We get two scenes from it. Yes. Only. Both of them weird, and you're like, wait, what? And bad. Hey, speaking of weird, now Will Schuster stands up. Right. So to be, <laughs> to be fair, it's weird that they were having this conversation in a room Super with him. Super weird. Yes, I agree. Uh, but, yeah, it's weird. It's not the weirdest thing we'll see this episode. And like, you're right. Where he's teen like, boys I are can't bad. help but overhear you. <laughs> because you're talking Teen boys are bad. Which is, so not only is he like, teen boys are bad, but he's like, is this how boys are treating you, my darlings? Which is it's upsetting. It's, it's the so whole bad. thing is weird and paternalistic. Um, he then asks why they haven't talked to Emma, and Rachel says, "I have." And we cut to this horrible scene. 
Um, in which Rachel has gone to Emma, her guidance counselor for right. guidance, right. and Emma like tries. She's like, "Can you talk to your parent, your mom about it?" And Rachel's like, "I have two dads." She's like, "Can you talk to your rabbi?" And she's like, "I don't think Rabbi Greenberg wants to talk about this. Aren't you my guidance counselor?" And Emma's just kind of like, eh. also, "She's horrible at her job." She is, but I also uh, this seems silly to say on this show but I hate the idea of this plot which is that like because she has not personally had sex she's some sort of weird person who's not able to understand emotions or something right it's still just like people interacting with people you can like get the basic gist right right are you safe are you comfortable do you want to do this three basic questions right right you'd think also I don't know I assume she has some sort of education or training related to this right she went to school right she didn't just like declare herself a woman who does have trouble being sexually intimate should be able to to understand this like, hey, actually, if you want to wait, I wait. She doesn't have to reveal it, but yeah. like, it would be fine, right? You. It turns out you can make it through, through an entire adult life and an engagement without ever having to do it, <laughs> or at least no high rush. school. Yeah, like, <laughs> Rachel Berry is what maybe a sophomore in high school. I it's fine if she doesn't want to have sex. Yeah. It's cool. In fact, she should be sophomore. <laughs> she should not be having sex. Um, yeah, this is so. Like all the girls are like, yeah, dudes are bad. They exit. Quinn quotes that, like, stat about women making 70 cents on the dollar. Right. This is where we weirdly, like, zoom out and you realize that this is going to be, like, Ryan Murphy's treatise on misogyny. A text no one wants to read. No. Of course not. Why would I? Yeah. I thought this was kind of a weird non secretary And then I was watching this with Lauren who said, instead, I liked it. I thought it showed leadership potential. <laughs> so, yeah, there's definitely an audience for Quinn, like, arbitrarily saying feminist. Yeah, things. arbitrarily talking about the pay gap. I mean, obligatory note that it's 70% of white, 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 white women to white, white men. <laughs> that thought has never entered Ryan Murphy's brain. Absolutely. Never. She also says um, that thought process, or the whatever, think that thinking starts in high school, which is, I guess, supposed to tie it back. It's weird. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's no. why we're here. But, like, again, why are we doing this on the Madonna episode? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird to equate, like, uh... Sexual power and the pay gap. I mean, they're not unrelated, but they're not super related. Yeah, if you're not <laughs> doing, doing the work. whole yeah. constellation of things, right. why these two? Like, why that randomly? Like, this is okay. the capital W, capital I women's issues episode, and mm-hmm. I don't care for that. No, it's very weird. Um, but anyways, they're gonna do Madonna. Now we cut to Will and Emma. Oh, okay, okay, okay. If yeah, that's yeah. what you're waiting for. So we cut to Will and Emma, <laughs> and he's basically like. I can understand why this would be a problem for you to advise, like, because she has not had sex. But she's realized out loud that she's a terrible guidance counselor, right. which is a weird fourth wall breaking note. He basically is like, um... I'll help you through it. Yes. And th- she says something about, we'll save the world one girl at a time. But just before that, she's, like, taking cheap shots about, like, Britney Spears shaving her head and Lindsay Lohan's whole deal. So, yes. like, maybe we'll help girls' self-esteem by not making cheap oh, jokes I about female that. celebrities that, who have mental problems. That was an extremely weird note, right? Where she was like, look at who their role models are, right? Britney like, Spears, Lindsay Lohan, some third person. And Coulter. And Coulter. And Coulter. <laughs> Which just is silent. funny. That's funny. <laughs> it's a funny third note. It's a funny joke just for me. Right. <laughs> but just, like, don't make fun of Britney Spears' shaved head. I mean, like, she was going through some stuff. Right. We've actually talked about it extensively. Britney Spears had total right to shave her own head because no one would leave her hair alone. Right. And it was a hashtag metaphor. Everyone leave Britney Spears. Um, yeah. Then she, she thinks for a second that Will is offering to have sex with her and gets really excited. Literally one episode ago, one episode ago these two people decided they shouldn't date because they've been through a lot and Will is getting divorced. And they themselves. made like emotional, ma- emotionally mature decisions. Yeah, no. That'll be immediately. Now she's up. like, oh man, I wish Will would offer to have sex with me to solve my sex problem. Okay. Okay. There are very few sex problems that are solved by having sex. None of them. (laughs) 
one or two. There's a few. Yeah, like, wanting not sex. Most of them. <laughs> right. right. I wish it's I was having sex. Being horny is solved by having yeah. sex for a little while. <laughs> Momentarily, just briefly. Um, yeah, fifteen minutes solved. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we cut to the Cheerios performing on stilts. Yes, amazing. so this is where I got confused. So they start playing the instrumental track for Ray of Light. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh great, Ray of Light, good Madonna Everyone song. Everyone loves Ray of Light. But then it's just the Madonna song. No one's singing it, but no, Madonna. The Cheerios are performing. The Cheerios are dancing, and, and it's very so fun. Good. Astonishing how much better performers there are in the Glee Club. I would, literally was like, I would watch a show that's just called Cheer, in which the Cheerios perform. Sure, because they're all professional dancers who maybe can't act. Also, weird note, it. one of them is a man who has a striped mohawk. I love it. Which, like, I know it's just, like, that, that singer-dancer person and his hairstyle, but it, yeah. it was a weird thing where I was like, Sue would not allow that. Sue no, she would yeah. uh, The stilts were fun. Yes. It was a fun number. Yeah. They're like swinging the girls around. They look so, it's so good. It's so good. It's very good. Um, uh, Will walks up. Sue says, I thought I smelled cookies wafting from the oven to the little <laughs> elves nesting in your hair, which really, is a good way to greet someone. We lean really hard into the hair jokes. Oh, yeah. This is actually a hair related like subplot. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so this is when Will, I guess, like catches on to the fact that Madonna's big at their school right now, because then we get uh, Will writing the word Madonna on the whiteboard. Yep. Because uh, that's how you present assignments. I have some follow up questions. It. Turn around. One, um, why do you get assignments in an after-school club? Two, why are all the students so excited to get assignments in their after-school club? Except for the boys, um, I think it's Puck who says, as a dude, Madonna makes me uncomfortable. I just want to say, and this will run through this episode, Glee has been hitting a lot of, like, my, the, like, issues I'm having with my own heterosexual life lately in a way that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Men are bad. (laughs) Is this a real thing? Yes. I hate straight men. <laughs> Except for, by the way. <laughs> I, like, I was always like, this is unrealistic. No one acts like that. And um, then I had to the remember. The idea being that they're intimidated by, like, a like powerful woman who's in control of her like, sexuality. Right. Don't so want to, like, it's not unrealistic. enjoy her <laughs> Will is basically like, that's the problem. You guys are objectifying women, and you're yeah. misogynistic. And uh, Brittany doesn't know what the word misogynist Brittany well, says, when I pulled my hamstring, I went to a misogynist. Oh, and Finn yeah. then says, I don't even know what that word means. Uh, two idiots whom I love. <laughs> but the, so the way he Why says that... Why don't ever date? Good question. Too stupid. <laughs> you don't know. Just do it to find each other. Just a weird note that I would like to talk about for a moment. Will Wait. says, like, you guys have been rude, whatever, whatever, sexist, and, I hate to say it, misogynistic. Sure, those so are you not, already not said sexist. overlapping. Yeah, yeah, why do you hate to say why it? Why do you hate to say misogynistic? Um, say it. <laughs> and you already, like, you already said it. Here's the most important part of this scene, is that Kurt is wearing what could best be described <laughs> as a newsprint fashion hoodie. He uses Madonna's full name. Oh yeah, he, he, he does that several times this episode. Uh, and demands to do a multimedia project with a Mercedes. Um, and Will's basically like, cool. Okay, buddy. Will also says Madonna's songs are all, they all have a message of equality. Like, they no, don't. Not do true. they? No, is that her thing? No. They're the really ones they sing in this episode do. Pretty sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're mostly about sex. They're mostly about sex. Which, um, is great. which is not unpowerful. But it's just not about equality. Uh, the dudes maintain they don't want to do this, so Rachel immediately pops up and makes everyone all well, the Well, they girls say it's do. not a show choir song, yes. and Rachel says, I beg to differ. Wait, yeah, true. I would like to pause for one minute, which is that it's very confusing that Puck has a problem with Madonna when he's in a show choir. <laughs> well, again, we're, like, it, we're making a point about like men being threatened by 
strong female. I guess, but like, it's very boring. Yeah, he's already in show choir. It's not my fave. How does everyone feel about their performance of Express Yourself? It's fun. It's so fun. So good about. Okay, so I feel great. They look great. It's just the girls. They're all dressed like straight up power lesbians. Right. And like slicked back buns. Yeah, it's right. like outfit from the video. Right? Yeah. They look really hot. They look like, really hot. Oh, they look so good. Diana Agron in particular, one, they don't bother making you look at all pregnant. So no, that's weird. I actually know she's wearing corset. Because in, the uh, next, in one other number, they will bother making yes. you look pregnant. It's weird. It's weird, but they but all they look incredibly so hot. Mercedes wears suits twice this episode, and she looks great full time. Yes. Um, Heather Morris is a push up beneath Mercedes's foot, and it's, it is. <laughs> like, if that didn't launch at least eight erotic fan fictions, <laughs> the world is racist. <laughs> it's really good. Um... It's, you know who actually the only person who looks uncomfortable doing this? Ooh. Leah Michelle. Really? I thought Leah Michelle looks a little like. It's not quite Broadway. Alright, well. I don't think Leah I Michelle. I everything about it. I don't think Leah Michelle can be as, like, sexy in her performing as all the other. Right, it just doesn't make sense for her character. Yeah. It's weird right. for her as an actress. Right. Like, yeah. she does a great job, but it's just a little like, wish we didn't make you do this. I mean, agree to disagree on that point. Fair. Um, they do all look great. But I remember this, like, really speaking to me when it first came out, and it certainly did, again, now, in a way that I'm bummed <laughs> Um And I remember, like, listening to this a lot. The costumes are amazing. I, I think it's one of my favorite numbers, actually, this show ever did. It's so good. It's definitely really it's very good. good. I can see it. Um, the boy... I, I also sent this to a friend of mine who's, like, also having... Straight yeah. man troubles. And um, she noted what I also noted, which is the boys all look horrified. Except for Except Kurt. Except for Kurt, who's like <laughs> screaming know, right, and right, clapping. Right, right. And, like... But Puck and Finn are like shifting uncomfortably oh, in their seats. They hate it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, so now we cut to Brittany and Santana, right? And they're talking about how they've had this assignment from Sue Sylvester to like date younger men. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Brittany is dressed like she's going to... Prom in Riverdale. She's dressed like uh, early in Madonna. year nineteen eighty five. She's dressed like early she's like Madonna. ratted her hair. She's got like one glove on. Yeah. Um, she great. reveals to Santana that she's dating a boy from her sister's soccer team. He's seven. <laughs> and Santana is basically like, ugh, I have to find a younger man. And she zeroes in on Finn, whose birthday is ten days. Yeah, they right. Some after hers or something. That. Yeah. Um, she basically stalks over to Finn and demands his virginity. Now, Naya Rivera, I was re-emphasized during this scene, uh, has the most interesting face. She, yes. Yeah. When she does, like, dramatic eye-rolling, like, her whole face does something very good. And unlike Quinn, like, the tight ponytail just emphasizes oh, how so good, good her face is, right. as opposed it's to... It's not a good look for most people. Right. Yeah. It's a bad look for most people, actually. Um, yeah. But, like, it's like a... It's like, yeah... Just frames her face. I'm picturing like a ski mask. She just or has a right? perfectly like, proportioned like, face. Yes, you know, her eyes are great. I know what you're. I no, guess. this is the dumbest comparison. <laughs> I'm picturing like that outfit Lady Gaga is wearing on the art pop <gasps> cover, where like her face is white and turned pink. Not that part. Just the part where it's like a black tight thing that's just so you only see her face. Yes, right, right. Like, Naira Rivera would look like, great. In yes, yes. Um, that's a good face. <laughs> she weirdly Sorry. demands. <laughs> she demands Finn's virginity in a way that we're reading a lot into this. I think maybe. No, that's a lie. So I, over the break between episodes, I read Naya Rivera's entire book. You did? Yes. Liz. <laughs> it's not very long. It's it's fine. It's an easy read. Uh, and learned that by this point, they knew that Santana was going to be a lesbian. Great. Like, after that throwaway line, they kind of talked about it with the producers This actually over makes the break. this make more sense. Yes. Because, like, if you, if they hadn't already known this, the scene is, like, oddly aggressive in a way where both these characters clearly don't want this to happen. Right. Except for, like, social norms. Yeah. But I can um, see if you were a teen lesbian wanting to be, like, no, we're... Yes. And when, like, later in the episode when we get to the actual losing your virginity stuff, we get really, really into this. But, right. like, 
It's that's a very aggressive, unsexy scene. I wish that was more... Which, which it is meant to be. Yes. And that's... Yeah, and that makes yes. it better, yeah. Finn wish... is very uncomfortable. He says he likes someone else. He doesn't she's like, oh, do Rachel, this. she's dating Jesse. Just, like, have sex yeah. with me. Right. And no one says the word sex. The way we end the scene is, yeah, no one says the word sex. The way we end the scene, Finn says thanks, but no thanks, basically. Right. Um, yeah, it's weird. We yeah. then, um, cut to Sue basically serving the same purpose for Emma. Being, like, have sex? Yeah, what she wanders into her office, says, like, well, oh, yeah. I've actually cut off, so, like, she's had Madonna piped into all the offices over the intercoms, except for Emma's. It's weird this is an important plot it's point, weird, but It's weird, but I have to, okay, she says to Emma, <laughs> you have all the sensuality of one of those pandas down at the zoo who refused to mate. This is funny, and also, we should stop trying to feed pandas, they don't want to fuck. They don't want to fuck, let them die. <laughs> like, we can't make pandas fuck. Them and French bulldogs. Honestly, <laughs> let them um, go. Uh, <laughs> if we get shit for anything, it's gonna be demanding that we let pandas go. <laughs> okay, I would like this podcast. So the official stances of this podcast are: all teams should be celibate <laughs> and let pandas die. They don't want to fuck. It's fine. <laughs> if an animal wants to be extinct, let it. <laughs> Can we get environmentalists uh, angry at us? Um, yeah. So uh, Sue basically like wanders into Emma's office and makes her feel bad about being a virgin. Yep. Uh, it's weird and we don't need it, but okay. Um, then we get Finn confronting Rachel, I think. Yes. Oh, he's yeah, just he's learned like, from Santana that she's still dating Jesse, and she's like, yeah, it's not true. We're not dating, but they both look really upset. She's and then she's like, like, it is true, right? She like right, immediately they, she turns around. She admits it's true, because, yeah. Yeah, because she but, loves Finn. But she says, like, we're friends. Like, can you please not tell everyone? I want this. And can't you just trust me? And he says, fine. But if this leads to something bad for all of us, don't expect any more friendship from me, which is... Finn sucks. Not how friendship works. Not how friendship works. You don't, like, withhold it because someone did something you don't like unless it was, like, hurtful to you yeah. or other people. Right, and you don't be like, okay, well, as long as the outcome is fine, we're friends, even though I secretly right. still want to kiss you. Right, But, it's like, weird. if it turns out bad, you're dead to me. That's not friendship. Her mascara is also extra good this episode, though. She looks beautiful. They all, like, yeah, I think whatever the makeup situation was this episode, extra good. Nailed it. Yeah, in general. Um, but then they do a mashup of two Madonna songs that I don't know, so I can't okay. tell you what they are. Well, first of all, right, so these are just... my two favorite Madonna songs, <laughs> and they, it's a bad mashup. What is, what is it? It's Borderline open, and Open Your Heart. Open Your Heart, But yeah. you never get to hear the chorus of Borderline. It's right. always the chorus of Open Your Heart and the verses of Borderline. That's, That's weird. Just bad mashup it's, work. it's bad, and the two songs are really good. They're literally my favorite Madonna songs, and I hate that they ruined them. They did. And also, the fact that it's fine enough, but Finn like... Finn and Rachel doing it, like, okay, I watched part of it. It was fine. It's fine. I, yeah... Um. Yeah. Anyway, weird. Weird. Singing oh, a lot of songs this episode. That's true. also weird thing in this is they do the thing that they that I've noticed that they do a lot. Where so so Corey Monteith can play the drums. Yeah. So they have him start out playing the drums, and then Rachel pulls him up. He hands his drumsticks off to someone else, who presumably then starts drumming with no gap. Yeah. And we just never talk about it again. And it goes back to that weird thing of like calling attention to production, like yeah. either do it or don't do it. But like right. you can't drum and then be like, all right, you got this now. I'm gonna He's, go dance around the library oh, with Rachel. Oh, I forgot to say this earlier, but in the uh, express yourself scene, right? Where, like, they're like, isn't the show choir song? And then Rachel Berry gets up and is like, yeah, it is. She walks over to the band first and whispers to one of them yeah. as if she's informing them what song she's going to do and they already somehow entirely know it. Right. But then we cut right away to, like, a fan of them on stage in full costume. Right. Yes. No band. Yes. So what the fuck is the point? Also, I watched this episode with Cassie. <laughs> well, just let it be a number. It's fine. I've seen a musical before. I know that, like, uh, Gene Kelly wasn't actually, right. like, dancing in the rain. It's, it's fine. fine. Um, I watched milk. this episode with captions. <laughs> And for some reason, the caption on that little scene was, Rachel whispers, express yourself. <laughs> I, I was like, why? That's clearly just whispered. It's fine. You don't need to caption we're, that. We're going to hear it. it was you actually kind of spoiled it for yeah. me. So, okay. 
Yeah, I noticed that too, actually. Um, okay, so I think now we like cut to whatever commercial break and come back to Kurt and Mercedes in the hallway. Yeah. Kurt is wearing a leather cap. Yes, he is. Yes. And loving his life. <laughs> and, um, comes and they're up and talking about him... the multimedia project they're yeah. working on. Sue comes up and calls them Whoopi and Don Rickles? Is that what you yes. Yeah, but I didn't get it because I am pop culture illiterate. Well, the Whoopi part's just racist. Right. right. No, I got that. <laughs> Don Rickles is a weird choice. It's a, yeah, it's confusing. Who was um, Don Rickles? He's a comedian, right? I think it's just because he's wearing like an old man suit. He is wearing an old man suit. Wait, he's not wearing a leather cap. He's wearing a plaid cap that matches his plaid suit. No, he's wearing a leather cap and a black sweater. Maybe I'm thinking of a different scene. Maybe I'm thinking of a different scene. I'm thinking of that plaid suit, too. Right? It was a very Sherlock Holmes situation. Confused. No, later he's wearing that. This okay. one has been, um, so he and Mercedes are like, we should do our uh, multimedia Video project thing. more. It's yeah. good. And then they watch Will and Sue fight, at the end of which, Sue makes fun of Will's hair. At the end of it, Will like makes a weird joke and then literally, oh, snaps himself. Yes. It is deeply awkward. It was the worst thing I've ever so seen. He also, like, the joke it, he like, makes is like, backwards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. it's Bad. deeply unattractive. Yeah. It's like Gold Digger Will coming out. Um, he also references a flow beat, which I looked it up and is was a thing in it's a vacuum. the 90s. It's an attachment if you're vacuum that cuts your hair. Like on Wayne's World. Yes. Literally <laughs> like on Wayne's World. <laughs> um, then Sue assaults a bunch of kids. Yeah, yeah. She just like hits them in a row. Yeah, she does that a lot actually on the show. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a background thing whenever she leaves a scene, especially yeah. and is angry, she will hit some children. I like it. It's for some reason the one thing I don't have to take seriously. True. She's hitting some kids. I, Fine. Fair. It's yeah, satisfying. Fine. The okay. show is bad. Um. Anyway, I think we're supposed to read into this that Kurt and Mercedes overseeing this is what inspires them to use Sue as the inspiration for their multimedia project. Right. right, so we do learn in the next scene that Sue has had to keep her hair short ever since she and her sister were inspired by Madonna to bleach their hair. Well, their parents weren't around a lot because they were famous <laughs> Nazi hunters. Right. Right, which does keep coming up. Yeah, that, they stick with that. Yeah. They finally got that whiteboard and they wrote down, like, Sue's parents, Nazi hunters. Right, right. who's her mom? Her mom is Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett comes to play. Carol Burnett, yeah. famous Nazi. <laughs> um, so she reveals, yeah, that she and her sister were inspired by Madonna. Mercedes says, that would make you, like, 30. And Sue says, 29. <laughs> <laughs> Which is consistent, actually. A couple of episodes ago, she said she was about to turn 30. Yeah. So, um, she, it's basically the thing that come out of this. Her hair's had to be short forever. She's yeah. sad. She's <laughs> jealous of Will Schuster's hair, which is why she keeps making fun of this. Also, Finn accepts Santana's offer. Yes. Yeah. Do we... Okay. I don't know when that happens, but... It happens sometimes. Right before that, I think, yeah. But it's not... It's just, like, Doesn't he matter. walks up and it's basically like, yes, let's do this thing. And she's like, yes. And it's the least sexy thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Until. Until. <laughs> uh, Rachel's walking into a darkened library stack. Mm-hmm. Um, to the Sondheim she, section. Yeah, she's looking all around. A book gets knocked out in front of her. It is a biography of Sondheim. And she goes, Jesse. It's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Um, yes, yeah, she meets up with Jesse, who Jonathan Groff has now gone full camp. Oh, yeah. I, I was actually going to say, and I mean this in the least offensive way possible, as the only straight person recording this podcast, but he doesn't do a great job performing straight. No. <laughs> he can't really back and forth this episode. Yeah. yeah. So he, I mean, the Sondheim no, is part of it. Yeah. It's not all of it. <laughs> Dramatically apologizes. Says, mm-hmm. do you still have my Care Bear? Because he had rushed out from their date without getting it. Sure. Um, and, you know, he apologizes I, for trying to pressure her into sex, and then says that they can try it again at her own speed. She deserves romance. And he will uh, make sure to make himself fastidiously groomed. That part's funny. Which is... He delivers that very well. He does it actually so well that it feels less creepy than it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because he's charming. Um, fastidiously groomed. And she's kind of like, okay, come over Friday. <laughs> Could go either way. 
Which Care Bear do you think Jesse St. James has? Oh my god, I don't know the difference between the Care Bears. I don't, okay, I, just... I babysat. I've seen the Care Bears movie twice. Scared me both times. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have seen the one where um, Winnie the Pooh thinks Christopher Robin went off to school, and I just the whole time he was saying school, and it's super scary. Children's <laughs> <laughs> movies are crazy. They're terrifying. That's like part of the purpose. I don't know the names of Care Bears. Well, I mean, like, which, I, which the, thing are the, like, the, 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 <laughs> Clover. That's my guess. <laughs> It's wrong with the rainbow, because I think probably that Absolutely, one. it's wrong with the rainbow. Um, <laughs> Wait, you know, what's your guess? I don't know, I don't remember any of them. Just pick like a... Um, I think there's one that has like gold coins on it. Probably, probably. yeah. That sounds that good. One. <laughs> sounds like answer. a weird message. Um, okay, okay so, so she was, yeah, she's like, I am ready, come over Friday. So now we've got Finn and Tintana are definitely going to bone down. Rachel and Jesse are definitely going to bone down. We now get the worst scene in this episode so far. (laughs) So far. Uh, Which is that Emma confronts Will in a crowded school hallway and invites him to come over to her home that evening at 7.30 and bone down. Foreplay, she says, will begin at 7.30. Okay, so two things. One, she's been inspired by Madonna to take control of her body and sexuality. The big mo, she calls her. Yes, I think no one has ever called Madonna before. I like that about her. She also calls it doing the nasty. So that's that's second thing up for worst way to describe sex ever. It's not as bad as doing it, dramatically said. Also, these still have issues. They have the same issues they had last episode when they decided to not have sex. They have like yes. four points. One, they're in a crowded hallway full of students. Two, they still have the same issues. Three, she still has personal issues she yes. needs to work out. Yes. Four, Will then like makes a fist of success. As if he'd just been waiting to convince her to have sex with him, like how sex works because women don't want sex and men want sex all the horrifying. time. Like, also, didn't he make out with Idina Menzel like one episode? Go yes. bone down with her. Go, right, she's, she seems she's ready. down she to clown. Like, she's right. ready. Down to clown is actually the worst. <laughs> no, it's not. It's my favorite. I would never say it in an actual sexual situation, but it's my favorite way to describe I sex. Still so, what's up? Are you down to clown? <laughs> the best way to refer to sex is touching noodles. <laughs> Which is how that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Robbie and I used to refer to it in high school because we were not having sex with anyone. I don't know if you can tell by the way that I called it touching noodles. Touching noodles. What if just like now as an adult you were like on a date and you were like so I have said this to Lauren before, to be clear. She also did not think it was sexy. No, I like it because... That's the point. Noodles is... It's a great word for genitalia. Because it's like indeterminate size, shape, rigidity. (laughs) It's perfect. (laughs) So ever... Very weirdly, it's not like it's just. I think maybe it's just the video, like yeah. a commercial break, and then it goes right into the video. Yeah, and then also Artie is directing it. We get because we get like one line from him where he's like, "It's time." And then there's one guy in it who I swear I've seen in something else. Probably one of the like, dancers. The show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have a bunch of backup dancers. Who knows where they came from? Yeah, none of the Glee Club members are in it. It's exclusively like actors they quote unquote yeah. hired, except for Kurt and Mercedes. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. in it, and then both of them are wearing suits again, and both of them look look so good. Yeah. 
Uh, it's in um, black and white. It's like a full recreation of the Vogue video. Which, for that reason, by the way. is kind of boring. So, like, I could be watching okay, the Madonna is, Vogue right? video. Right, because... And because, like, it's a nice visual gag, but um, Jane Lynch is also not great at Voguing. Which, like, fine. Neither fine, are I. Fine, but actors singing. behind her are. Yeah, yeah. It's just, think, like, it's... I don't need the whole thing. I don't thing. need it. If they had to give her a number, I'm glad they gave her Vogue, right? It doesn't have a lot of singing. Right. But, like... Her voice isn't great even in the talking parts, and her dancing is sort of goofy. It's a like, weird thing. you can tell thing. she's being funny. Yes. Which is not what you want. It's not Also, good. all the background actors are being, being like, earnest. 100% yeah. serious, yeah. Like, good dancers. Right. And they throw in at least one random line where she, like, throws in Will Schuster, I hate you. Yeah. After the long list of, like, the, the Aunt DiMaggio, right? right all right, the famous right, people. Right, right. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. there. I feel like... I remember they promoted this part of the episode a lot. They did. They were, like, really into it. It was weird. Why? Because it was, like, high production value. Yeah, because it's like, look at us, we're recreating the whole video. Also, like, Jane Lynch is, like, the breakout funny character everyone's talking about. This episode of all the, like, um, artist episodes is good, but, like, I don't need them to full-on recreate videos just to, like, prove to me that they have a a great budget now. Right. It just feels like a waste of what I want from the show, which is, like, more teens yelling at each other. Like, the Express Yourself, where they had... A, num- a number of members of the Glee Club. Yes. They dress in the same costume. They do the whole song. They it's probably fun. They're lift performing some choreography from the video, but I don't know all of it. <laughs> totally. Uh, but it's good. It's just a, we don't need this. Cut this. Luckily, cut, cut, we vote. cut from this to a very interesting scene, which is everyone preparing <sighs> to have sex. Okay. Okay. I would Rachel like to talk is about curling her hair uh-huh. in a lavender okay. capelet. It is so creepy that they all have. The, so okay. So Rachel, Emma, and Naya Rivera are all wearing. The same color nightgown, though different, like, yeah, styles. Yeah, it's like a blushy yes. pink. It's purple. It's lavender. It was pink on my screen. Well, Fair. all right. <laughs> um, yeah, so Rachel's curling her hair in the bathroom. Um, Finn is, like, psyching himself up. Emma's getting ready. Because, interestingly enough, the three people losing their virginities are Rachel, Emma, and Finn. Right. right. It's a nice note that it's not all ladies. Not all ladies. Um, it is a bummer that then we make Naya Rivera wear this, like, weird nightgown. Yeah. Yes, although it's hers fine. is the cutest of the three. Hers is adorable. But it doesn't include, again, I'd like you like this, a capelet. Does not include a capelet, which again, is what Rachel is wearing. we keep cutting straight from Rachel to Emma. They keep trying to do these, like, parallel things, but it's, it's like... Uh, it's, it's so it, This gross. is one of the creepiest notes of it, because, yeah. Easily. again, they're, they're We're not addressing that, the, right, these people are 20 years apart in age, and, like, have different experiences and needs and contexts. But anyways, they all start singing Like a Virgin. I would like to say... That I fully believe that this song is diegetic in at least two out of three of these. <laughs> Rachel and Jesse are singing. Yes. I would, like I would appreciate Will and that. Emma probably also singing, Ugh. to be honest. Um, I would appreciate that because it would ease up on some of my confusion and the dumb problem that I have a lot of times with these two songs and that? try to make them plot relevant. Which is, the song is not about a virgin, and that's the whole point. No, right. it's about... I know, I <laughs> Not a virgin. Well, so then, we have, like, the three people who are losing their virginity start singing it, and then we, like, bring the other three yeah. in, and it's super creepy for the following reasons. <laughs> one, I don't want to watch Will Schuster sing like, sing like a virgin. No one wants that. I don't want to watch it. It's offensive. <laughs> Two, I don't want to watch people who aren't sure if they want to lose their virginities lose their virginities. Right. It's unnerving. The whole three minutes, I'm just like, please get all of these people out of this situation. All also, six of like, them. if you do want to be doing it, I don't want to watch, like, it's... I know they're fictional characters, but... It's like, super weird. I just don't want to watch weird. Glee presented to me. I, I also, There's a show that's genuinely good where, like... Sure. sure. And I'm trying to A lot of shows deal with virginity in fine ways, right. yes. Right. Even, like, uh, I remember when Rory lost her virginity, we were all like, this is kind of weird. At least it was interesting. It didn't yeah. make me feel gross. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I was like, you shouldn't be sleeping with a married right. man. But, like, but, like, okay, cool, interesting. You've done an interesting character. But you're a full character who's She felt, like, safe and talked about it. Right. Who are competent, and I trust that that Candy Man song right after. Yeah. Yeah. Amy Sherman um, Palladino like clearly has personal yeah. experience being a woman who has lost her virginity. Cool. This is 
Um, what was I about to say? This is good in one way in that it's, like, the only song that feels plot relevant, even if I have some problems with that. And that, like, they're cutting between scenes, multiple... Like, it feels like an element fun. of a musical that yeah. would have more story. Yes. yes. Right? Like, it feels like a part of an actual... If I wasn't as grossed out by these characters yes. as I am, it would be fine. Exactly. Um, it does like, take me one second to figure out where they all are. So, um, Finn and Santana are at a hotel, which mm-hmm. makes sense because Quinn is theoretically still living at Finn's. Right. Yes. Even and though they're not dating. Right. Super weird. Right. We don't know anything about Santana. Um, they're so in like. Rachel's bedroom. Jesse and Rachel are. Where are her dads? Apparently they're fucking out of town for the week. Both dads? Yes. You have a 15-year-old daughter. Get a babysitter. Right. <laughs> or, like, just have someone check in someone on her. Someone check in. Apparently, still wears a training bra. Like, get someone to check in on her. That's a lot, yeah. Where's um, a capelet to have sex? They are at Will's. Emma and Will are Will's apartment where he used to sleep with his wife. Yeah, so that's, that's weird. Or distinctly not sleep. Super yeah. weird. Um, it's gross. I also read in Naya Rivera's book that either she or Cory Monteith had, like, a pretty serious flu that day. And so it was, like, kind of nauseated by all the, like, flinging yeah. around. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was him, which is why he does a lot of just, like, laying there while she, like, loops around him. There's well, a particularly good. disgusting moment where all... The, we come the women are the, sitting on the men's laps. No, but that is gross. <laughs> uh, where all three of the people, I think, who are about to lose their virginity, like, lie down on their sides facing away, away from, from the, from the yeah, partner, and then the partner, like, leans over yeah, them. Yeah, that's super predatory and weird. Something about all these things is predatory, which, like, okay, so, yes, all teens should be celibate, but, like... Losing your virginity, A, doesn't have to be that big a deal. It can, and if it was for you, that's fine, great. But great. it doesn't have to be a whole thing. And it, and it, it, it doesn't predatory. have to, it doesn't have to be predatory. No. Especially no. if you, I know she has issues, but if you're a 32-year-old woman having sex consensually with another adult man, it it doesn't have to be this, like, weird yes. thing that they're making it. Super weird. Yeah. And then okay. They all lay dramatically down, and we don't find out for a while yeah. who actually went through with right. the deed. Yes. Ugh, Instead, we get... Way. Uh, Mercedes and Kurt waiting in the hallway for Sue to walk by to be like, what hairstyle is she wearing? Because not only did they put her on this multimedia project or whatever. Yeah, it's like a makeover. But apparently they think they, like, helped with her reinvention. That was a whole, like, justification for it. It's gross. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah, we skipped that line, which was, like, a a big deal. I feel like I've heard this line quoted a bunch. Right when they're pitching it to her, they're like, I'm gay, she's black, we make culture. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. I felt like I was either supposed to be into or offended by that, and I felt nothing. I was not. I felt nothing this time, which was bizarre. I was like, okay. Sure. Cool. Um, she it just looks like herself because she decided to leave the reinvention to Madonna. Right. We, 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 we flash back to, to Figgins telling her you're a powerful woman. You don't have to change. I don't. Ca- why? Why? First Dude, of all, who cares? why is Figgins being nice to her? Yes, she but also like, why do I have to see? I don't need a justification. And Sue, she looks the same. She right. decided to look also, the same. Who cares? Yeah, we get the cut. I mean, it's like it's there so that you can see her in the cone bra over the tracksuit. Which is not funny enough to necessitate this entire scene. No. She's just not a character that I feel the need to, like, watch emotional development in. Well, no. because if you're going to backtrack her emotional development, like, every other episode, why do I care? Yeah. I don't care. That's the answer. Yes. Um, okay, so then we get... Rachel and Finn talking to each other. Rachel and Finn. So Apparently for some they reason, both, both of them knew. Right. They were going to lose not their make virginity. Sense. Yeah. It doesn't track. I also would just like to say, as a caveat, I don't like the phrase losing your virginity. The only reason I'm using it is because they keep using it in the show. Yeah. I think it's a weird thing to say. Yeah, having sex for the first time is the one, only is one I'm comfortable with. Better honestly. way to yeah. say it. Losing your virginity is not something I've ever. It's all as a person. It's a weird idea that we even make people talk about. It's my least favorite thing to talk about. Yeah. Okay. But here we are talking about it. Here we fucking are. Um, um, okay, anyways, so... we both lie. So yes. Rachel says she did go through with it, and it was fine. She feels the same. Yeah. It was great. Whatever. Uh, we then cut to Jesse knocking on the bathroom door, gently saying, just come out so we can talk about it. Or sing about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, 
actually like now they turn him back from like a weird cat villain to like her equal part. It's weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah. And and that's actually wanted her to come out so they could sing about it. Yeah. Um and then Finn says he couldn't go through with it. We cut back and learn he did. Yeah. Uh, this is the saddest scene in the show yeah. for at least three separate reasons. Those two, so like he and Santana are lying next to each other in this weirdly lit hotel room. Mm-hmm. She's trying to figure out like where they can get a burger because apparently like means nothing. Um, he says I didn't feel anything, and she says, "Yeah, in my experience, it takes about twenty times for the feeling of accomplishment to set in." Ooh, that's real. And this bad. Uh, weird, scared teenage boy and this scared teenage lesbian. I don't want to see this anymore. It's deeply. I sad. wish more of the lesbian stuff was in the text at this point already. Yeah, right. the only reason I'm enjoying it now is because I know that like yeah, Nyla like she knew she was playing it that right. Way. But also that line specifically is a weirdly insightful. Like, because I this is actually something that I've talked about with a lot of like women my age, or yes. I did when I was 22 or something, where like sex was still new-ish. Yeah. But that feeling of accomplishment. Yeah, but now you have a story to tell, like it, it or like you yeah, did exactly. it. Yes. It, was, it was a social currency. It wasn't yeah. like you were enjoying sex. It was like no, no. But this is just a, yes, no, but not like, about sex. right, right. Totally overshare. But like that before I like decided I was a lesbian and whatever. It was fine. Like almost all the sex I had, I was like. Did it. Good story. Did yeah. it. Can't wait to tell you. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. They're great stories. Oh but yeah. To like, be clear, there's nothing wrong with having sex with a story. Quite sure. frankly. Sure. <laughs> but. It just makes it's it, just like, a weirdly insightful sad. line for Ryan Murphy and co. And then also we just leave it alone. So yes. yeah, it's very weird. It's and very also weird. just these two people look like so sad and weirded out and like they wish I hadn't done that thing. I yeah. them. Yeah. Um, also the motel, gross. you're right, is weirdly lit. It's lit like a film noir. Also yes. who let two 15 year olds check yeah, into great a motel? Question. Right. <laughs> great so like question. it's all gross. Um, the third couple we get is Emma and Will. Will and Emma who uh, we learn he comes into her office and says I've been calling you all weekend she apparently like ran out shoeless from his apartment and he presumably doesn't know where she lives I guess I okay just stop by her apartment but fine whatever it's weird he's basically like hey so sorry but like I think you should start seeing a therapist about your problems her problems quote unquote are probably not unrelated but like not what we're talking about we're talking about how she didn't want to have sex which is not a problem right People are allowed to not want to have sex. And not Especially want to have sex men like, specifically. Right. Like, okay. And recently divorced men they work with. Yeah, right. That is, not, that is not in and of itself Sorry. signify a problem. Who they have, like, kissed twice. Yes. So it's right. not like you have, like, a comfortable, intimate relationship and, like, they wanted to take this next step yeah. together. No, he, she was Especially just like, come on, sex, sex the first time. Like, yeah. Right. Correction, it's weird. not even divorced. Just not, separated. Right. Yeah. Which is the plot point now. Right, because the point they decided, like, they're just going to be friends until he gets divorced. Okay, can I also Which just say... I thought they decided last week. No one on this show slash TV understands what friends mean. No. no. Like, friends are not just, like, what you are in between making out. Friends right. is, a, is a different... Doesn't have to be entirely distinct, but a different it's thing important. from, like, a holding pen to keep someone until you decide to make out. Yes! Like... That's just, like, a... Text message in your phone you don't reply to unless you're horny. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, it's weird. And also, he hands her back her shoes, which are insane. They're gold glitter heels. Okay, Emma's blouse in the scene, also insane. It's like I, several layers of purple fabric. I'm glad they just lean into her. Yeah. I like it, but situation. it's insane. I love it. I also like her. All of her outfits are very, like, color, <coughs> color like, tone on tone. Yes. Like, it'll be, like, peach and red and pink. Or, like, purple and periwinkle and lavender great. or whatever. She it's looks great. great. Um, yeah. Oh, I just have time. Will explains Emma's sexuality <coughs> to her. Yeah. Which yeah, is nice. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, so then we come back to the choir room where Jesse. Oh, so one of the reasons that Rachel gave Jesse for not wanting to have sex, it turns out, is, is that, she, um, yeah. She'd be betraying, she'd be sleeping with the enemy. She literally. then follows it up with, also, I'm not ready because she is still emotionally healthy and understands right. She's like, to be clear, two life. things. <laughs> right. But she, like, she like, starts with, like, oh, it'll be bad for the team. So he shows up and has transferred schools mm-hmm. and is joining the new direction. Yes. A normal he thing that a person would do. in with his uncle. Quote unquote. This is spoiler alert, not the last time that someone will switch schools slash glee clubs for a relationship. For another 15 year old. You can't love someone else on a different glee club. Nope. Nope. Um, Will is fine with it. He, like, apparently talked to Jesse's uncle. Fine. 
Um, the Glee Club is not cool with it. No. They do a lot of yelling. Right. Kurt says it like, I'm, we're already competing for backup solos, basically. Um, Mercedes yes. says the problem with Mercedes, which is, you guys keep calling me out to yep. sing, like, one line yes. Yeah. Yes. in a song or whatever, and that's not fair. Yes. But they're about to do that a fucking again. Uh-huh. In between, though, they will give her, like, a lead-ish. But yeah. not they. Sue. Here's the thing, oh, Sue's yeah, supposed yeah. to be a villain who's doing all this for for, for ulterior motives. Regardless of motives, she's the only one giving solos to people who deserve them and aren't getting them. Yeah. Yes. Who cares um, why? It's just, it's also, I didn't realize, this show I thought had this problem later on where they keep addressing problems that they have, but not actually fixing them. Right. They think it's, like, enough to just say it out loud. Which is one thing if you're joking about, like, haha, we never explain our musical numbers. And another if you're joking about, like, haha, our one black female character, we don't give her enough storylines. Yeah. Like, so the two different things. Gross. Yeah, you can't do that louder one, huh? Yeah. You have to actually fix it. Yeah. It's gross. Anyways, we cut to a band, full band, marching band, yeah. playing Four Minutes, a song I'd forgotten existed. So, it was everywhere for a year. For, yeah, it was everywhere around this time. It was with Justin Timberlake and Madonna? Yeah, yes, Justin Timberlake and Madonna. Okay, uh, cool, 2010. Where, one summer when I was, worked at a theme park, and I'd like walk from the entrance through like the back parts of the theme park, Four Minutes was always playing yeah. somehow. Yeah, it was, it, was one, like, it was one of those. On concert rotation in that fucking Six Flags. So that's where it jammed my brain. Like, it started playing... But some of those concert rotation songs stick around for years. This one was one of those ones, like, uh, Soldier Boy, that played everywhere for three months, and we mm-hmm. never heard it again. It's not a very good song. No, it's not great. Also, I'm personally offended that this is the one song Kirk is to sing the most of that's a Madonna song, and it's like, he sings a Justin Timberlake part. Right, I know, right? Come on. It's weird. Kurt would not accept that as a character. There's but a, it's a good number. Oh, but it's fun to watch, yeah. sure. Two or three times. Cheerios again. Also, like, they both look really hot. They look great. They look great, and like, yeah, they're, they're wearing the Cheerios outfits. Also, the Kurt and Mercedes friendship is, in fact, wonderful. I'm it's glad we're finally, so like, sewing that in. Yeah. Um, it is still weird that two or three times this episode, Glee does something, like, very confusing. Like, I couldn't figure out for the entirety of this number, like, is this a Glee Club number? No, Diana Agron is in the audience. Okay, why are they Looking very delighted, which I really enjoy. She wants it, right? <laughs> finally, we're gonna get our, like, Queen is friends with Kurt and Mercedes that we deserve. Yes. Um, okay, so like it's not a Glee Club number because there's members of the Glee Club in the audience. What are they doing? Why are they there? And like, like they don't answer until after the number, which yeah. means I spent the whole time confused instead of enjoying it. Right. Glee is obsessed with having like several moments per episode that do this like weird in media res thing, right? Uh-huh. Where they're like, let's cut into something that you don't understand what's happening and then directly after. Yeah, literally, the song is over and Will wanders over and is like, what's going on here? Yes. And Sue's like, they're Cheerios now. It's, I would just like to say, as a personal stance, I don't actually care for in media res ever in no. any situation. I, I find it annoying. Why do I have to keep playing catch up? You can introduce me to the story. It's fine. There's very rare situations where it works and it makes sense. My least favorite television episode structure is where you cut into something and then it and goes then go all the way 12 hours ago. Uh-huh. I don't care. And so, why? That's lazy. Um, yeah, so this is... So Kurt and Mercedes, I guess, have decided to also be on the Cheerios, which is great. They look incredible in the uniform. And also Sue refers to them as future center square Kurt Hummel and yeah. his brassy hag Mercedes. <laughs> but she says brassy hag in, in a way that makes a... it sound like the best compliment in the world. Yes. I want Sue to call me a brassy hag. Yeah. I want Also, future center square is straight up a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> you should be so lucky as to be Poland. Can we bring, can we like reclaim brassy as like a yeah. fun yeah. word? Brassy's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, um, are, the, this is, no, this is bad. It's a bad idea. Are all of her insults to them Hollywood Squares themed? Because Whoopi was also a center square for a while. Was Don Rickles? Don Rickles probably was too. Or... I have a lot of questions. Did I crack the code? Have we cracked the code? <laughs> yes. 
Stone Ruckles is on Hollywood Squares. Great. There it is. That's Amazing. Great. Nailed it. <laughs> and that's investigative reporting. I just like Wesley Good. Somebody who was like writing jokes for this episode had like been homesick the week yes. before yes. Like, watching Hollywood Squares. With their puppy. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, that's fun. It's a fun performance. It's fun. Anyways, Sue, Will says what's going on. Sue says I'm adding vocals to the yeah. Cheerios numbers. It's going to help us at Nationals. Yes. Yeah. Fine. So now Probably. we go from this fun number. To the worst number. Yes. Which is when Will makes every man in the Glee Club stand around a piano. And sing how it feels to be a girl. Which they it's all feel so... weird about. They which, make Kirk like, kind of do point... the intro, because he's like, I guess, the bridge between the girls. Well, no, he, he, he makes three of them do the intro. Yeah, so, so they all read it. Yeah. Finn is like, hey, you know, it's hard to be a girl. Uh, Puck you makes a weird transphobic joke. Thing. Yeah. He's like, I'm not down with this, which is the only thing Puck has said all episode, and then follows it up with a joke about how, like, Finn wants to be Finn Lena or whatever. And you're like, do we need a weird transphobic joke? So no. then they sing this dumb song, and then and then someone is like, Mr. Shu, why were you singing? And he's and like, I needed it too. Needed it? Whatever. Needed what? To sing a, it's so bad. To sing Will's, about how, like, girls are also people? Right. Also, Will's come out into making all of his, again, after-school club be a literal after-school special moment. Right. It's, like, so exhausting. And just, you have regionals to perform for, or to prepare for. Just practice. And, like, I can't even bring myself to be insulted by all of this stuff. It's, it's just, so boring. why are we doing this? It's also, it's gross. This is a gross performance. Yeah. I felt uncomfortable watching I, it. I didn't watch it. I got up and put my wine in the fridge. <laughs> I also wrote down, I might be too prude for a Madonna episode, so. <laughs> I just don't want to watch teen boys talk about sex anymore. And I certainly don't want them to watch them learn lessons about girls also being people from Will Schuster. Right. No. Even though they all know from girls. Ryan Murphy via Will Schuster. They know right. women. Yeah. Like, have, yes, exactly. Again, Why aren't the women involved? The, oh. Yes. Ask people about their experiences. Now, luckily, we cut from this to another number, which is that they do. So first we go to Rachel. Oh, right. She's talking to Finn. He's basically being cool about the whole Jesse thing, or I don't know what they're talking about. I don't care. Anyway, Jesse comes up and he thinks so that he and Finn are going to have it. He says, we're going to have a showdown, sing off in the parking lot, 15 minutes. Just <laughs> <Yeah, I laughs> a good joke, that. yeah. And then Finn's just like, welcome to the team. Oh, um, wait, there's a good moment, though. He says that, and then Leah Michelle gives, like, the best, no! <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. With <laughs> the sing off, no. <laughs> um, and then he's like, I've been working on a new number. Come practice with me in the auditorium. We cut to, like, a prayer. Sure. Which is, like... Of course, they end on this in the Madonna episode. It's fun. I enjoy watching it. There's it's more fun when they suddenly bring in a backing a full, full choir. A full yes. gospel choir. Which and is there's ruined a to the Glee Club members window? who do not have solos. Because now they're just part of a large choir. Right. There's a stained glass window behind them in the auditorium. I love it. Fine. There is one of those really nice moments of Rachel and Mercedes. Like, we'll get it later on when they do their diva off. But, like, where they both are enjoying singing and they're enjoying yeah. singing together. And they seem to be genuinely having fun, those two actresses. And I love those yes. moments. I just have them. Her and Mercedes each heart. get, like, a teeny tiny solo. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Actually, but it's every actually, character gets a teeny yeah, tiny solo. Yeah, it's no less of a solo than anyone else gets, I yeah. believe. It's nice. Yeah, I thought it was nice. It's like the most fun Madonna number you could do. Of course, you're going to end yes. on it. It's when everyone likes the best. It's it is unfortunately not as good as the time they do this on Happy Endings. True. <laughs> oh, that's very true. I was watching true. that show last night. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, so yeah, uh, watch the Happy Endings version of Like a Prayer. Yeah, yeah watch all the episodes with Mandana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's <laughs> the power of Madonna. That's it. Three it's... words or less. Was it good? Maybe. Too many noodles. <laughs> uh, half the songs. Okay. Were. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, the weekly things. Did we'll teach any Spanish? No. No. Did Emma do counseling? Yes. Yeah, she did a lot of it. Whole plot point. Awful. But she's bad. Uh, should we go through the songs? There's yes, so are you many. ready? We'll do it like kind of rapid fire. Kay. Express yourself. Yes. Yes, I listen to it. Yes. Borderline. Open your heart. No, because the good song, the real songs are much better, and also everyone should listen to them. No, no. Vogue. No. no. Absolutely not. Like a virgin. No. No. I certainly did because I like Naya Rivera's voice. <laughs> um, four minutes. No. No. Yes. <laughs> not recently. It's fun to um, watch. I'd watch it again. What it feels like for a girl. No. No. <laughs> not even this time. Uh, like a prayer. Yes. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, apparently cut from this episode is that um, Jesse St. James did Burning Up with Vocal Adrenaline, which I would have watched. Yeah, I would have enjoyed that, actually. Yeah, why didn't he sing? Treated out for what it feels like to be a girl. Yeah. Did he sing in Like a Prayer? Yes. Okay. Yeah, just briefly. He should have sang more. That was it. We that did was it. it. Um, so... This week, in what Ryan Murphy is up to, it's a little circuitous, but <laughs> Ryan Murphy is being sued. Sort of. Who do you think is suing Ryan Murphy? I know, so I'm not going to answer. Okay. Right. Lily already knows. I have a good hint, though, for when you need it. Yeah, okay. wait, I'm going to do one blind guess, and then I'm going to need a hint, because it's okay. very open-ended. Very open-ended, and it could be literally anyone. It could be literally anyone. I'm going to say class action lawsuit back of Dancers of Glee. That's such a good guess, but no. Would you like to give a hint? Yes, best known for playing a Shakespeare heroine. Whoa. I don't think that's true, but interesting. Yes, it is. Are you quibbling with best known? Or are you quibbling? Okay. Oh, okay. I'm quibbling with best known. Oh, okay. I, a I Shakespeare heroine? That didn't help me. I'm dumb. It's Olivia de Havilland. Oh. Best known, yes, for playing a Shakespeare heroine, but also from Gone with the Wind. Oh. Who is, who is, yes. she, who is she in that? Melanie? Melanie? She is suing Ryan Murphy. She's suing FX over her portrayal and uh, feud of both her and her sister. That makes sense. Um, which is very funny because, one, she was in Gone with the Wind in literally 1939. And now, she, today, the day we're recording this, she turns 101 years old. And she is suing FX. <laughs> if I live you that long, may I sue Ryan Murphy? May I sue Ryan Murphy? Um, Ryan For Murphy. years of my life that I'll never get back. So, um, no one consulted her, apparently. She's the only person alive who experienced the events depicted in... Feud, That's Betty crazy. versus Joan. Betty and Joan. Um, and Ryan Murphy has admitted in much, saying, I didn't write Olivia because I didn't want to be disrespectful. And ask her, did this happen? Did that happen? What was your take on that? That's not disrespectful. That's doing your research. Again, ask people who have experienced a thing what happened. Yeah, she takes issue. Yeah. Um, one, Olivia de Havilland, apparently, and I think we knew this, has built her reputation for integrity and dignity by refraining from gossip, which makes sense. She like, did not do interviews at the time and doesn't still, despite the fact that she had a famous feud with her sister. Who's her sister? Jen Fontaine. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but meanwhile, apparently this feud series literally opened with her giving a gossipy interview to the press. <laughs> um, she also takes issues with feud references to her relationship with her sister. Um, it refers to Jen Fontaine as her bitch sister, an offensive term that stands in stark contrast with Olivia de Havilland's reputation for good manners, class, and kindness. Wait, it refers, who's it? Um, feud. But like a character in it? Yes. That's not the same thing as the her show. Her character played by Catherine Zeta-Jones apparently refers to her uh, sister as her okay. bitch sister. That's then that's, then that's, now I get it. Um, yeah, so it seems like it's straight up offensive and rude and did not take into consideration the living person who is now suing. It makes you wonder how many like real people who were already dead that have been fictionalized would like, would, like if they were alive Excuse yeah, me, yeah. You don't get it. Yeah, once you're dead, people can say whatever they want. Who it just seems risky yeah. to uh, <laughs> portray a living person and not ask and be like, yeah, she's 100, she definitely won't mind. Yeah, rude. She's super-minded. Fair. Anyway, that was my thrilling news. 
I hope to be able to hold a grudge for a hundred years. Same. <laughs> Not that she's been holding a grudge, it's new, but you know yeah. what I mean. Okay, um, mine is short and dumb. So I, the, like, extra in the Vogue video that I thought I recognized is a black man in his, I would say, 30s, and he played a famous musician on television show American Dreams. Which musician did he play? What is American Ooh. Dreams? Remember, it was that one on NBC that was like American Bandstand. Britney uh, Snow goes on American uh, Bandstand, and they, got a, they bought, got a bunch of like um, new musicians to play like '60s musicians. I know what you're talking about, but I cannot remember his name for the life of me. Did he play? I don't know. Who would be singing like a bandstandy show in the '60s? Solo or in a group? Is he like one of the? Like He's the lead of singer of a of a Motown group that includes his name. Oh. Actually, of two. He played two different musicians, which is maybe racist, but... <laughs> that is yeah, lazy <laughs> a little. At best. <laughs> at best. Uh, I got nothing. I have a lot of names today. No idea, but I'm so happy to find out. He played Marvin Gaye in The Miracles. Wow. And Rudolph Isley in The Isley Brothers. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Good to see that uh, this performance of Vogue launched him. <laughs> his name is Lonnie Henderson, and he was on American Dreams before he was on Glee. <laughs> Wow, okay, so maybe it got him the sweet role on Glee. Yeah, the sweet non-speaking role in Glee. He's very handsome and has good, um, good cheekbones. Good. I have a question for you, Liz. Please. Uh, I would like a star rating out of four and, like, a brief review of Naya Rivera's book. Okay, so, I would say that I was reading Naya Rivera's book at the same time that I was reading the latest Jonathan Safran Foer, the 800-page tome about, um, Israeli-Palestinian relationships. Wait, what's it called? Here I Am. I've never even heard of that. And I enjoy Jonathan Safran work Awful. like a monster. The first half is good because it's about like a couple that's drifting apart and he does that really well. And the second half I don't is know why. about <laughs> Israel. Yeah. It's a, it's, first of all, it's a book about him and Nicole, Nicole Kress. Kress. Yeah. Um, anyway, I had to put it down halfway through because it was so fucking boring. Meanwhile, Naya Rivera's book I devoured and cried <laughs> twice during. It is not bad. Is this, she addresses uh, everything you want her to address. It's is this like good. Sorry, Not Sorry? Yes. Okay. It's called Sorry, Not Sorry. A Highly recommended read. There, uh, chapter two about Glee. It's fun. Perfect. Cool. Great. Didn't she get Bye, abortion? Did she, mention that? she did. She talks about her abortion. It's actually really lovely, and she talks about like the thought process behind it and how she feels about it now. She talks about. Uh, she very, very briefly touches on Mark Salling's child pornography charges and about like obviously she didn't know about it at the time and she feels pretty gross about it. Um, and also talks a little bit about their actual relationship, which is bananas, and just that he apparently was like high the whole time. Uh, and lives in, like, like a garbage not, apartment. Not yeah. no relationships that I've been <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. Buy cool. and hire book on Amazon. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I think that's it, yeah. So, yeah, three stars. I mean, it's not a work of art, but it didn't bore me, so... Books don't have to be hard to read to they be good. They don't be hard to read. I'm enjoying it. Uh, yeah. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Was Glee Good both places? Yeah. Send us an email. Was Glee Good at Gmail. And you can always give us a call at 330-366-6130 and tell us whether or not you've read Naya Rivera's book. Um, bye, pals. Don't watch Glee. Bye. Bye. Get ready for me, luck, cause I'm a comer. I simply gotta march my heart to drama. No, nobody don't know. Nobody is gonna rain on my Yeah, we got really into it um, 
Because there's so much happening. Yeah, this is good. Again, you're right. We should always drink a cocktail. Just yeah. one. Just, just one. Just one. one. Although some of our best episodes have been when Liz was already drunk and then we had a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, honestly, the one we filmed after James Comey uh, was fired is truly one it's of our It's actually quite episodes. a good one. Because I was trashed. 